Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. Jesus. Wow. Finale. Was that uh, real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finale. That happened. Nerd on. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but by golly gee, happy smiley face. <laughs> We're gonna give it happy to you. Happy smiley face with a little bit of blood, blood on, on it. it, but you deserve. Yeah. Or, uh, even if uh, you don't have an origin story that's reiterated in a wonderful way. Oh, damn. Uh, oh, so, nice. okay. In a very visually compelling way. Yeah, in one the might best. Say. The best um, way. So, uh, yeah, before we get too far, oh, well, no, I mean, I guess we have to introduce the topic. Yeah. Um, we're not going on any notes today, so we're going off the rails. This will be fun. Uh, off the cuff, yeah, some might say. Uh, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons created a wonderful world and landscape, a dialogue of superheroes. And the question- We did an episode on that yeah. recently. And the question was asked, who watches the Watchmen? And the question was, who gets to control the power? And in Damon Lindelof's HBO- Watchmen TV series, we asked the question of who am I really? Mm-hmm. And uh, what does come first, the chicken or the egg? We're a little late to the party, but the hype is so still up. It's yeah. still there. And it's so hot. We're it's ruined other shows That's for how, me. Oh. <laughs> and we are excited to discuss it today with just us three. And we're going to introduce us hosts uh, in such kind. My name is Tom. I'm Corey. And I am Josh. And this episode is, as always, brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun perks like exclusive episodes. You do get uh, access to the Discord server. Just and direct which, access to us. Yes, exactly. You can just send us a message on Discord. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of really cool perks, but you can get a full listing of them if you check out nerdon.io backslash Patreon. And if you would like to further support the show and shop at the same time, you can check out our affiliates page, which is nerdon.tv backslash partners. Anywhere from Amazon to Newegg to... Comicsology, which links to what we're talking about. Check it out. Yeah. But that's it. That's Check the housekeeping. It yeah. That's Check our it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. In in Dane, Damon Lindelof's world, in his mind, uh, he, he created this show. Which um, he didn't want to create. Yeah. So, in 2009, the Watchmen TV, or the Watchmen film directed by Zack Snyder was created. And this was not the first, if not the second. It was actually the third attempt for Warner Brothers to create a movie adaptation of uh, this comic book graphic novel. And two years later, 2011, uh, Warner Brothers asked Damon Lindelof to create the show. And he said, no, that's not my story to tell. Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons created something great. And then later on, two years later, um, he learned about what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the genocide that happened there, the massacre. And uh, he said, I really want to talk about this. And he likens himself as a white liberal man. And he said, like, but that's not my story to tell. So he came up with this story to tell this sh- this show. And he said, maybe I should tell two show tell two stories that I shouldn't say, that yeah. I shouldn't be telling. And with that being said, what I, what I'm getting to is in his mind, in his head canon, da- Damon Lindelof, uh, this is the one story he wanted to say. And so I'm going to say that this show at this point is 
a completed work. Yes. Oh. And so at the end of this episode, we are going to rate it. Yes. And so that brings us to Guess, Guess That Grump. We got a lot to talk about. So um, if you're new to the show and this is a first time listening, thank you for joining us. Guess That Grump is a segment right now where we are going to guess who's going to have the lowest rating in the group from a zero out of five. Um, no matter how high it is, the lowest number in the group becomes a grump for the week. Since this is an uh, an extra bonus episode for you guys, that week is very short. Um, <laughs> so I will go first and say that I don't think there's going to be a grump. But if there's going to be one, then it's going to be Josh. Ooh, Josh, Interesting. who you got? I, I will concur and say I don't think that there will be a grump. But if I must decide... I'll return it back and say Tom. And I vote for myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess Josh. Since I can't vote for myself, I know it's not going to be Tom. You're the only uh, other person here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, very low-key guess that grump. So uh, two for Josh, one for me. No for me. No for you. No for me. So Corey goes first, I at go second, and Josh will go at the end. We don't have any uh, guess that grumps from uh, a nerd on nation. No, because this is a little uh, kind of low-key last-minute episode. Yeah. Definitely like, off the cuff. We're like, you watched it? You watched it? Do you want to do this? Let's do this. Because we like making things for y'all. But also, for you. just just to talk of the testament of this show, this show is so good that we were like, we can't not talk about this yeah. show. Especially yeah. like within the year that it came out. Because everyone at home, if you haven't watched it yet, turn off everything you're watching because I guarantee you this show is going to ruin it for you. Yeah. Um, so it ruined Mandalorian for Tom. It ruined uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion for me. Like, oh, so watching the two of them side by side, I was like, not, but why isn't it this good? It's, it's not yeah. a good idea. Uh, so, ev- so now that we got that out of the way, we're going to do our complete spoiler of Guess That Grump into our initial reactions and first impressions. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to start it off because I want to jam-pack yeah, this yeah. and just talk. Um, I, I must talk. Uh, talk talk <laughs> about our meat and potatoes. I I I love Watchmen as a as a franchise, and that's like heresy to Alan Moore because he's just like Watchmen is one thing and da da da. But leave I, it alone. I love what it's created. I love the dialogue that it sparked, as well as the influence that it had on uh, comic books, as well as superheroes, as well as how we view the world. Um, and when I had heard about the show, I was like, cool. And then I saw the trailers, I was like. I think it was a Comic Con trailer, and I was like, I have no idea what the hell this that was is like going with to be the about. Tick-tock, but tick-tock. yeah, it showed the Seventh Cavalry, and then it showed Regina King as uh, a Sister Knight, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't know what. Why is there a bunch of Rorschachs? And then I was like, okay, but it looks like it's well shot, so I'll give it a go. And HBO typically has, I'll say this: they don't have like the greatest shows. Some of them are like by far, uh, uh uncut gemstones. <sighs> Some of them are gemstones. righteous gemstones. So some of them are like Fucking wonderful a. things, crown jewels of the crown. Uh, yeah, Diamonds the crown. in the rough. Yeah. Um, Room 104 isn't... Room 104? Yeah. But I will say that HBO never has really a bad show. They like, they're notoriously known to be like very, very good shows. Um, and so I was like, I'll give it a go. And then I started seeing a little bit of buzz. I started seeing people like drop the first episode and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I think yeah. it's great. And then I seen all my black friends in the black community like talking about like, Yo, this is an alternate history, but 
the opening sequence is not. And I yeah. was like, what? The Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, Black so, Wall Street. There's yeah, a it, lot of historical things, stuff in this. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh shit, that's fucking dope. And then like one thing that really, shout out to my friend, her name is Charmaine. And she said like, this really hit home for me because I think when uh, art does these things where it talks about our own history in a manner that, um, you know, our history books have kind of tried to cover up, it means something. And to use HBO, to use Watchmen, to use a showrunner like Damian Lindelof, means like it's it gives it so much other light where like after like the watchman came out like they had found more graves they had looked into it and started finding like hundreds of more graves because i think the original report of like how many people had like quote-unquote been killed that day was like 28 yeah um so going into the show i was like cool i don't know what i'm expecting and then i watched the first two episodes i was like holy shit like i don't know what this is but i really really like it i like that there's this well done pacing i love all the motifs and then by the time, like, episode three came around, I was like, I don't give a shit about any show out there right now. This is, like, <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen in my life. That's why I didn't hear from you for, like, two weeks. And the thing, the tough thing, yeah, right? The tough <laughs> thing about it was not, like, like, oh, my God, like, the world's at stake all the time. It was, like, no matter what, every acting performance is top-notch. All the cinematography is top-notch. Everything works yeah. so well, so surgically well done, like a beautiful orchestra happening. And I was just like, I have never seen cinematic quality done in such precision like this like in a long time where like nothing felt like it, like no matter what there's reshoots there's pickups but nothing felt like it nothing felt like oh they had to add that in everything felt like everything had its time and like even things that didn't pay off until the episode nine i was like this is Holy the payoff shit. yeah um so i left the show being like this by far is the greatest piece of television i've ever seen in my life yeah um, and I would say that like was hel- held by like Breaking Bad and House of Cards for the first few seasons, and then I saw this and I was like, all right. And then as Corey mentioned, we were doing our bonus show Mandalorian, which you guys should all check out. But that totally dampened my experience from what watching Mandalorian was because Mandalorian was because I was just like, why? Like y'all came out around the same time, y'all from TV shows, y'all working on source material. Why aren't you like this though? Yeah. Um, why? So, why? Uh, because yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh, Is it next, our turn to do I'm our done, initial yeah. reactions yes, yes, after yes, all yes, that? Yes, 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 yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I Josh. decided to do uh, only Mandalorian <laughs> when we were doing the show. I was like, let me hyper focus on this shit real quick. But all I heard from Tom for weeks and weeks and weeks was, "You gotta watch Watchmen, dude. You gotta watch Watchmen." And I was like, song. "I know. I know. I gotta watch it. I gotta finish Mandalorian. Then I'll get on to it. Gotta watch Watchmen. Gotta watch Watchmen." So one night, I think it's the night. Of our last recording of Mandalorian, uh, Tom and I get back to my place and we He's, go. He said, well, We're about to go to bed. And he was like, Oh, you want to stay and watch Watchmen? I was like, Fuck yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> so re-watch. we watched two episodes. We were going to watch one. We ended up watching two, which is two hours. And these are full is, hour yeah. long episodes. So I was way past my bedtime, but I was fucking hooked. No, we watched three. Did we watch three? We watched three. We ended up watching three episodes. Because we saw Gene Smart, baby. We got to the Gene Smart episode. Zoom in on me and who missed out. And mm. I couldn't I couldn't fucking believe uh, what I had been watching. Like, everyone in it was so phenomenal. Every, I mean, like, here's the thing. Jeremy Irons has my heart. Like, that yeah. man can do no wrong in my book. Uh, I Him think, and Sam Rockwell? I think he, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, everyone was phenomenal in this, but I think he was having so much fun. And that really came through. Yeah. Uh, but what really intrigued me about this is the forethought that David Lindelof had. Like you said, the things that were paying off in the last episode that were set up in the first episode 
so um, many hints and this is a man and... who who like you said it's it's difficult to make TV guys because the first season you have five to six years you can work on it and finally comes out and then they go oh, by the way can you do that again in a year and you go fucking what no nope. you want me to do uh, what? so this was this was the culmination of you know five years of work put into this and really really st- strong beginning strong end seeds planted throughout the whole thing um I'm I'm utterly impressed and I'd say that the this is the greatest show I've ever seen uh, up there with Peaky those the two shows I compare all TV to are now this and Peaky Blinders. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um I mean, on a side note, I'm really mad that actually Netflix doesn't boast Peaky Blinders as much as it does. Cuz that's a Netflix original show, right? It's a BBC show that Netflix bought the rights to. Okay. It's so good. And it's it's again, it's one of those things where it's just like I can't believe no one's talking about Cause this. Cuz they they do that a lot for Sabrina, they do that a lot for Black Mirror, and those weren't Those orig- are mass appeal shows though, too. Yeah. Where yeah. Peaky is a very specific like I'll, I'll get this isn't that episode, but it's a very specific niche group. Mm. But it's again, it's it's that same thing that like it has the same kind of thing Watchmen has going for it, where the actors' performances have no right to be that good for a TV show. Yeah. Josh? Yeah. Um, I honestly, going into this, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't see a trailer. I didn't see... The only thing that I ever saw of this show before I actually watched it was dropping a, a slight name. Well, I mixed a promo for HBO, and there was a couple of shots... I'll, I'll pick that up for you. ...from yeah. Watchmen, and I was like... I have no idea because the only experience I had with Watchmen was, of course, the comic book and the movie. And I was like, I don't know what it is. I didn't know that it was an alternate reality in this world. I didn't know anything. And so when I started watching it with my wife, Bonnie, um, I we both were like, whoa. Yeah. W- whoa. Yeah. Like, we didn't know what to expect. And it's like, I heard somebody said, you know, it's weird. But just go with it. Just go with it. And we we went with it. And at the end of the show, we were like, and at this time, we got into it late. So there were a few episodes. And like, we just burned through everything that we had available. And then we were back to the, now I got to wait till it's, next week. And and I'm, can I be honest with you? I'm in back, I'm in love with the, I love, don't get me wrong. I love binging. I still, I still love oh, to binge some shit. But yeah. Mandalorian and this really Have retaught really, us. The importance of it, I totally forgot. Like when I watched, I binged Mindhunter, mm. right? Yeah. That was one of those shows we did. We did an episode on on season one and season two, and Check those were those were. I would watch those in two to three nights. I'd watch the whole thing, um, and I I'd get the whole story. I understand character arcs. I get the motifs and all the kind of things. But if you were to tell me, hey, what episode did that happen in? No, no you could, fucking you, way. You I blend tell you. two to three and four but to five. With, Mandalorian and Watchmen, if you were to ask me, oh, like like me right now, like we watched three because Jean Stark, Smart. she showed up. I knew that because that's episode three. Yeah. And then I watched one a week, four, then yeah. five, then six. I took my time with it because I was like, I want to remember every piece of this that I can. Yeah. Um, and they're so deliberate each, each episode that they yeah. actually work so hard that they work like that. Yeah. That they're not like, just blended appeal. Like, And that was one thing I will say about House of Cards where at a certain point I was like, I feel like I'm just watching a really, really long movie yeah. versus actually watching TV. And also, like, I, I'm a, I was a big fan of Lost, so mm. having Damon Lindelof being a part of this was like, a, it personally makes sense yeah. that I'd, I'd love it so much. But no, I was, I was in. I was in like once we started and once it ended, I was just like, and we'll get into this later, favorite parts, but there are some episodes that I was like, holy fuck. Holy shit. This yeah. is I mean, incredible. The wonderful thing that, that and Tom and I talked about this uh, 
off mic is the one of the blackest show on earth David Lindelof did is he found this corner of the universe that wasn't explored mm. right yeah. so like yeah. the big thing about about these kind of um hooded justice not well I was gonna say these things about these like uh, franchise shows or mm. that things that people know a lot about that have been like are completed works yeah. is you have to be careful to not mess with the continuity of what mm. people love so like I am literally a walking example of why the Flash is hard. If you want to call your character Barry Allen, like stick to the character. Like I, I could be an outsider on this, the CW, Ezra Miller's things. They're great. They are they're acted well, but they're so far from what Barry Allen actually is that it turned me off. So with this kind of stuff, you have to be careful of like, especially with Watchmen, which has a very strong following. Yeah. You can't really fuck with what already exists. So David was like, Well, what can I play with? Damon. Sorry, what did I say? David. Oh, my bad. Damon Lindelof. Uh, like he he was able to find this little piece of Watchmen that went and go. What about that? What about that? Why why can't I tell that story? And he did. Yeah, and it was wonderful. It's a really smart way to do it. And it was uh, it was great that he. Oh man, we're. Uh, I mean, picking somebody like Hooded Justice. Yeah. That is like just a tiny, tiny piece in the comic book, and to be like, but an important I can play piece with in that. the comic book. Yeah, of course, mind you, but I can play with that. Yeah. I can do some shit I, with that. I, I, I want to talk about that after we get through some other stuff of the show. But uh, so production, we're gonna kind of blaze through it and not do a full fledged one. Um, I just got the Wikipedia here. Everyone at home could look it up. It was created. The show was created by Damon Lindelof. It's based on Watchmen by Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons. Stars Regina King, Don Johnson, Tim Blake Nelson, Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. Don't forget that baby. Um, Andrew Howard, uh, Jacob Ming Trent, uh, Tom Misson. Uh, Sarah Vickers, Dylan Shambing, Louis Gossett Jr. Louis Lou, Gossett Jr. Louis Gossett Jr. Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, Jeremy Irons, Gene Smart, and Hung Chow. Uh, music by Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. Killed it. It's one season and it's nine episodes. Uh, and I want to go off just naming a few of the directors because those really kind of laid into it. Uh, Nicole Kessel, who has directed multiple episodes. Stephen Williams, Andrej Park. Parekh, uh, Steve Green, uh, and David Semmel, uh, as well as oh, Frederick. Steph Green. Ste- Ste- it says Stephen. Steph Green, yes, yeah, Stephen Williams. And then Frederick E.O. Toy, uh, who directed the last episode. And uh, yeah, uh, ri- all the writing has been by David Lindelof, as well as other people that he wrote, he brought into it. And I want to talk a little bit about that writing room. Yes, please. So he. Uh, oh, this is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So the wonderful thing that I liked that Damon Lindelof did. So once he realized, like, cool, I'm on the project. The first thing he decided, he's like, I'm going to get. I mean, this is. And he's talking about Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma was going to become like the sea that started the story. And he said, I can't really talk about race and color and generations as well as identity in a black uh, lens if I don't have black people into my writer's room. But I also can't do that without people who know the comic books, who know it as the Bible. And then I can't do it with people who don't know. So he went through multiple interviews and he actually asked people based on like, hey, there's an HBO show. And then typically the due diligence is like, um, will you like read up on Watchmen as much as you can before actually having the lunch talk conversation with him? Because he said like, hey, it's going to be an HBO show. We're going to have lunch and talk about it. And um, then they would do like, yeah, I really get it. And, I, and it's not really for me. He built his show to ha- he built his writers room to have people who didn't know half of them didn't know any knowledge of Watchmen and then half of them that did, um, and he one of the people that he did bring in he said for sure is like 
I'm going to bring in the person that says, like, it's not for me. He's like, I'm going to make Watchmen for you. Oh, wow. And by the time they've written the first episode and then shot it, they brought in the one person who knew everything about Watchmen, one person that didn't. And then he asked them, what do you think? And they said, I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. <laughs> and I think that's a wonderful, wonderful way to kind of like, just to give everyone at home hope and idea of like, I don't know if I want to get into it, especially if I have all this like information and these like required readings, like no one, like the room was built for that. And so like, you're not going to be barred from that. Um, right. So uh, going into a brief synopsis. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I- I'm going to make it really yeah. brief. Yeah. Uh, so it starts out in Tulsa, Oklahoma around the 50s or 40s. Um, when? And, when the massacre happens. Oh, Wall Street. Like, no, I think it's the 20s. The 20s. I think it's like 21. So in the 20s, um, it just starts out, you know, at nine, where we see um, this uh, old school. 21. 1921. So it starts out in this theater where we see uh, old uh, movie. Silent film. And silent film playing, uh, and a child is watching it, and uh, it gets his, interrupted. His mother's playing the piano. Crying. Um, and then a, a black soldier comes in with a rifle and then gives... Um, what we now get understand is the wife and then the mother of the child, um, the rifle, and they go outside and are escaping pretty much just pure massacre from um, uh, a, ga- uh, uh, a racists. Gal- uh, I was like, I was gonna say a galvanized like white people racist. So it's like you see people in KKK hoods just shooting everyone up. Mind indiscriminately. you, no one was punished for this. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah. and no one in real world, a lot of people remember it. Um, and so they finally uh, get to this barn um, and they send their boy off and they write this letter saying, like, protect this boy. Um, and they send him off into the wagon and they say, like, we're going to be right behind you. And that's the last we see the, of the kid, of, of the parents. And then the kid wakes up and then he picks up a baby and just sees the, the wagon's town. destroyed. Everyone else is yeah. dead except this baby. And then he, we see him in the, for, in the foreground and the background is the burning city of Tulsa. Um, and it flashes forward to where you find... Um, Regina, G- Regina King's character, who is Angela Abar, Angela Abar, who is giving this uh like instruction about like, hey, like I'm a baker, and it cracks an egg into a fucking smiley face, which is great. Um, but she mentions these things like the White Knight being a police officer, and she has this kid who is uh very like very apparently not blood related to her, and uh throughout a moment of minor race racist prejudice ha- happens in the school, um the kid gets in a punch gets punched and then there's uh, on the way home there's rain of squids uh through a lot through the first big murder which is the murder of the sheriff um you find out that in this town uh cops must wear masks yes uh yeah so uh during the events of the original watchman the keen act which outlawed superheroes um actually the son or the grandson of the original senator king keen uh, enacted that Tulsa can actually start using masks for the police to protect them. Because of the white knight where a bunch of police officers were killed. Um, out of the, the Seventh Cavalry. And the Seventh Cavalry, aka the, the KKK, um, who have adopted Rorschach masks. And yeah. um, they are killing they were killing cops all in one night. And so most of the police force left. And then Angela Abar, as well as the sheriff, uh, decide to not. And they fought back. Um, but the end of the episode starts with um, this... Um, old black man in a wheelchair named Will Reeves, um, who Reeves. has uh, who said, "I have killed your sheriff." 
Um, and it seems impossible because he's like over 90 years old. But he's hung somehow hung him up from Hung the up the sheriff. Um, and so through mystery as well as introduction of characters such as Lady True um, and as well as Gene Smart. There's who, a lot that goes into this Mandy show. Is, who, so. who plays uh, uh, Laurel. Soap Spectre. Yeah. Laurel, uh, Laurel Blake. Who's now hunts vigilantes down. Yes. Um, and then uh, through... Uh, Use of nostalgia, which is a pill that was created from Ozymandias. Um, Angela learns that Will Reeves is her grandfather. A- also. The Hooded Justice character. And throughout the entire um, run of the show, we get little snippets, much like the Black Freighter comic book of Ozymandias, who is on uh, Europa, on a moon of Europa. And uh, he's been trying to do all these weird experiments with these clones. And we don't know why. We don't even know how the clones get made. Um, and you find out he's trying to escape. Um, and at, by the ninth episode, we find out that her, Angela Abar's husband, Cal, um, is actually Dr. Dr. Manhattan, Manhattan and had met her in Saigon, where after Dr. Manhattan had won Vietnam for America, um, she was there and her parents were killed and uh, she was raised by her grandma for a while and then no, that, no. Well, for like a quick day, saved for an hour saved by yeah. the ground for a second then she died and then um just lived in vietnam during the military during the military became a police officer and um met dr manhattan and Fell he's, in love. They, he's he t- tells her exactly how they were they would live their lives um and they fell in love and then we find Ozymandias out- creates a little thing plan a yeah they go back to karnak and then Ozymandias is like uh, pretty much ostracized himself uh, from reality because he realized like he saved the world but no one knows but no one knows um, by sending a squid into middle of Manhattan and having a psychic blast which actually is part of Looking Glass's origin story um, yeah. and uh, at the final the final 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 finally Finale. Jesus. Wow. Finale. Was that uh, real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finale. That happened. <laughs> That's all, folks. Uh, we find out that Sandra Keen, who enacted this like superhero thing that police can put masks on, um, actually wants to find and trap the Dr. Manhattan and then take his powers because being a white man in America is hard. And that, that's exactly his that's words. Line, that's line. <laughs> um, and then Lady True says, hey, could you imagine what the power of Dr. Manhattan would be in the power of white supremacists? Um, we have to stop this. And what her actual plot is, is to take Dr. Manhattan and make her make her become the Dr. Manhattan. that's better. And she's like an egomaniacal, powerful maniac. And we find out that she is actually the daughter of Ozymandias. So she's the smartest woman in the world. In the world. I mean, I think maybe a little smarter. smarter. person in the Yeah, world. a little smarter than Ozymandias. Um, and... Uh, through Ozymandias. I don't know, he does outthink yeah. her, I guess. Um, through the quick uh, action of Dr. Manhattan sending Ozymandias back to Karnak, uh, Ozymandias is able to use his squid rain to uh, destroy the machine that would give Lady True her pow- Dr. Manhattan's powers. And then at the very end of the film, there is a little bit of a hint that Dr. Manhattan may or may not have, a little Schrodinger right there, uh, given put his powers into a chick- uh, into an egg that Angela then eats and then she's about to walk onto the wa- into the pool of her home and her home's pool and roll credits she's taking a step and it ends yeah and so we don't know if she has powers very or not. inception-y it's it's yeah. wonderful yeah. it's yeah. fucking great so that was good that was like two hours was, yeah, yeah 50 that was, that was like five seconds yeah that um, was a lot. so quick man I don't so, know how you condense um, it into two words I mean here's the thing about this show just to kind of speak on the brief synopsis I mean it's a really hard Show. thing to do that with because there are multiple timelines. So are you saying there's jumping back and forth. I think you are did you a good job. Me? No, I'm <laughs> applauding you. 
it's it's one of those things that uh, do yourself a favor, watch the show. Yeah. Um, but what I appreciated it about it is that appreciated it appreciated it about it was that you didn't really. It wasn't something that I think that you could have called, mm, no. like been like, oh, that's what it is. Like I was even watching, preparing for this episode specifically, and having watched the show, watching theory videos, and, <laughs> and it was so, so funny. Off. And they're like, oh, like when you get to the last episode, there's some of them going, so I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you mean all of them? Yeah. Um, I mean, and th- that's a funny thing. One of my friends, uh, shout out to uh, Curtis uh, Fisher, uh, who said that about wa- uh, Westworld. He's like, you think you're smart in the show, but the show tells you you're wrong. And then I was like, I don't know. This show, Watchmen for sure, is like, you think you're smart in the this show. This one went, not. bitch, please. I knew there was some stuff we were talking about. We were way off. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Good. favorite parts? Because I, oh, yeah, I got to pop off. Yeah, let's go. go pop off. Start us off. You're so um, excited. I have to say Get your this. Rocks off. Oh, no. Episode six. Ah, extraordinary being. Ah. You guys know I've mentioned this on I've mentioned this on past episodes. Fucking scene transitions. Mm -hmm. Yo. This and the use of color and the use of I mean, I got done with that episode and I just remember going, holy shit. That and and I looked into it and Stephen. Uh, Stephen Stephen Williams Stephen Williams director. what I found out is that he pre-filmed it mm-hmm. with stand-ins so he knew specifically what needed to happen yeah. and it was just like and I, I mean totally like when they switch spots and it's her again and it's, then it's back to him yeah like they they did on a day off he had people come in this is my understanding just to of practice it, just yeah. to practice it and rehearse it and to make sure that they knew how they because it's it's choreography it is Fant- it is probably my favorite thing I've uh, ever seen theatrical. on TV. I think I I think to me it's probably the, one of the most difficult things I've ever seen created with human hands. Yeah, I was just like I after watching that episode, I was like I don't think I'm good enough to make. <laughs> like I I got so what have like, I done? I got so let's say it like this I got so bodied by the episode. I was like God damn. But um, also one thing that happened in that episode that fucking blew my mind that people yeah. got that I didn't get. And I'm really mad that I didn't get this. So, like, people like Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard and, like, big comic book nerds understood the beginning, the first episode, like, oh, we're going to send this kid off from this destroyed city like Superman. And they did that in that episode. They mentioned, like, where Will Reeves, like, a police officer, was like, hey, what's this comic book about? It's like, oh, it's about this kid who gets sent off from a destroyed planet to go save someone else. And they flash back to him as a kid. I was like, oh, I okay. So I have yeah. two, <laughs> two other roommates uh, that I live with. And I'll tell you this right now. I came so hard. Oh, I went, I did, I did this. Oh! And everyone came into my room like, are you okay? And I was like, I just cummed so hard. It was it, like that connection. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, wow. Like wow. reintegrating. And they do the say that he has kind of superhuman, superhuman strength. strength. Like integrating the Superman mythos into that. Like, and making that connection for like, I mean, I would like to think I'm a big comic fan, but for people who aren't and seeing like the importance of what Superman's mythology is in a real world context, I was yeah. like, no well, fucking way you deserve also, that. Here's the fucking brilliant thing about that episode too, is finding out how A, Hooded Justice got his outfit. Uh, how he got the noose around yeah. his neck. Yeah. And how- This was an in, origin story that I was like deeply like- Important it was. But also that he is doing- Kind of what Angela's doing, but the opposite. So she's spray painting her 
eyes black. Yeah. And he's spraying spray painting them white. Well, the thing is, like, like, he had to live uh, like a lie. Yeah. And, but and so An- does she. But Angela gets to kind of live in it a little bit. Yeah, right. But she's still, I mean, they're both living these lies uh-huh. and they're both, it was just, a, it's a really nice kind of back and forth between the two. Uh, and it's just, it's to take a character that is in, you know, what, eight frames of the original comic. Yeah. And give like it a such very a compelling. No, and got, mind you, a very important part of the comic. And that's what Damon Lindelof said, where he's like, okay, Alan Moore, you don't want anyone to touch your characters. I'm going to touch the one that you know you didn't even really touch. Yeah. And it's like, you said what happens to everyone else. And in the comic books, there's not really a lot said about They just about say he one. disappears. Yeah. Um, and then when you watch the American hero story, whatever the hell. Oh my God. And on, he's a white guy. Yeah. Well, no, like, well, like uh, the, the first scene is like, that's me. I'm dead. But that's what I want people to think. You're like, yeah. That's what happened in the fucking comic book. Yeah. Because it's like, I want people to think I'm dead, but he never fucking died. And yeah. I was like, oh my uh, God. And seeing like the the back and forths between the episodes of of that show, of <sighs> like how the, the uh, you know, uh, TV in the TV show, the TV version of that corner store mm. where he like saves all the people. Is so But then different. in reality, like even the store owner was shooting at him and stuff like that. And it was just to fight a bunch of KKK members well, and it wasn't I mean, actually robbers holding up the little corner store. Well, it's, it's like, like, it's like how, uh, well, it's like what Lube Man was saying. Yeah. And he was saying yeah. like, oh, American Hero Story is a piece of shit, da, da, da. Which I fucking called. And I did not know. I was like, who's Lube Man? I was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, uh, did, you, I, did you know it was him? No, I did not. Yeah, so we were him. at work and I was like, he's like, who's Lube Man? I was like, wasn't well, it, uh, Petey? Petey. Hey, yeah. did you guys check out Petypedia? Yeah. Yeah, we did. It's yeah, pretty awesome. So did I. But I, look, it doesn't happen very often where I get to call these kind of things. So I felt very, uh, uh, felt very confident I, in myself. I, but I, I fucking loved his like just squirting and then sliding <laughs> in. I was like, yeah. what? The, like exactly what Angela said. What the fuck is that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, actually, funny story. The uh, one of the agents uh, in episode six that was questioning the hooded justice, the mm-hmm. white guy. He was actually my neighbor. Oh, shit. Oh, nice. Eric, Shout out. Eric Pal- Palladino. Pretty Shout cool out. Man. He was in ER for so years. So we didn't bring him on. Well, he's not my neighbor anymore. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, who, who <laughs> um, cares? But yeah, it's fun to go through that PDPedia. Uh, I, I'd say, um, just on top of that episode, while we're still talking about that episode, we'll move on to favorite, more favorite parts after this. Because I know which one's yours. Oh, you know which one's oh, my favorite episode. Uh, the I am such a sucker for those in-camera... Let's switch it back to Regina King. All right, let's oh. switch it back to. Oh yeah. The you know they they utilized it in um, the first time I ever saw it happen. Those in camera types of things was in uh, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind mm. when he's oh, in the doctor's okay. office and it keeps going back and forth. They actually had Jim Carrey run behind the camera, take the sweater off, be in the scene, and then run back behind the camera as it pans to the doctor, put the sweater back on, and be watching himself. And I'm just I, I know it seems unnecessary to some folks. But to it's, me, it's such a beautiful, like, art form. To me, it's it's a true. Let's challenge ourselves a little bit, and the the payoff for me is this like investment. It because it's not like oh they cut and they added her back in. Yeah. It's like it gives you that feeling of it's really happening and it's really yeah. you're really there watching yeah. this person you're fade the in work. and out of. Hey, I'm kind of myself, but I'm kind of back out and I'm kind of back in. Um, and how it implies, oh, and, like with something that happens well, in reality, how it would wake her up and then reality would shift 
and then it would be hurt. Like it was just like to me that like I really what I got of that motif specifically was like the fact that it's like it's the almost the truest blend of like theater and film. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very it's, like, it's very choreographed. You know, it's like you have to do tricks. You have to do things that like you don't think is possible to be done the way that mm-hmm. we're doing it. Yeah, and uh, and just the leading into the whole experience of of you know uh, Blake being like give me these answers, give me these answers, and then being like. You're about to be a vegetable. And you're like, shit. What? (laughs) That's the last thing you hear. Uh, It's a phenomenal episode. If you don't watch the entire show, it won't make a lot of sense. But if you just want to watch something beautiful and you don't want to watch all of Watchmen, which you fucking should. Just something really well done. Go watch that episode. Uh, For me, Little Fear of Lightning. Little Fear of Lightning. Blew my fucking mind. So episode one, uh, I watched with Tom and I turned to him and I was like, LG is my favorite character. Looking Glass is my favorite character. First of all, that mask design is awesome. And as the show progresses and you find out why his mask is is what it is. Tim Blake Nelson. And you find out, uh, is that the actor? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. He's great. First of all, he's great in everything he does. This might be one of my favorite performances of his though. But his, his backstory, getting to see why he's the way he is, finding out that there's the foil inside of his hat. Uh, and I, f- I looked up that it's the same stuff they use on the back of mirrors. Yeah. Uh, and it's just that it stops. It's like um, psychokinetic, right? Um, yeah, which is why waves. he survives in the yeah. uh, funhouse. Uh, I thought it was such a well done and heartbreaking episode oh. because his whole life has been this one thing, and when he finally watches that video of Ozymandias. Oh. Uh, being like, how do I know this? Because I orchestrated it. Like, congratulations. It was, it was from start to finish, just a one. And you get to see these little moments of happiness, like when he's on that date with that woman. Yeah. And, uh, and, oh, and just how badass he is at telling people's truths and lies when she's giving him all the bullshit answers of what she does for a living. He's like, nope. Try again. Try again. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, I, I just thought he's such an intriguing character. I would for sure watch if they were like Watchmen season two isn't coming off, but the spinoff series Looking Glass is here. I'd be like, fucking a yeah, I'm in <laughs> I'm, for it. I'm in. And every time she called him uh, Glass Man. <laughs> oh yeah, was it Mirror, mirror Man? Mirror, mirror Face or something? Like mirror that. Man. You know it's Looking Glass. Uh, but I just you know that episode really struck me. Uh, that an extraordinary being, and God walks into an A bar. I, I think love his cheeky re- retorts. Oh he's just yeah. uh, answering people back. I just, oh, I, I, the one in episode two was when um, she's like, you're a sick motherfucker. He's like, if that's so, then why am I crying underneath this mask? Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought that was like so cool because like that's the perfect time for you to be like, I'm Batman feel, right? But it's like, oh, there's a human behind this yeah. mask. Um, I and, just, and, and the, like. The, the moment where he has to, has to turn Angela in. mm and removes his mask to look her in the eyes and say, I'm sorry, was so, I thought that was such good writing, good acting, but like the direction of the guy who tells people if they're lying or not, makes sure he takes his mask off to look Angela in the eye and apologize because he knows if he doesn't do it, they're going to kill her. Yeah. So what else can he do? I mean, if anyone has like as good as, as much instincts as he does, second would probably be Angela. Yeah. And so, like, she could probably tell if he's lying or not, so he's, like, you know, doubling down. The least it. I can do is look her in the yeah. eye. And- also, kind of, like, kind of Easter egg-ish is, like, when he puts his mask up and he's eating beans or it's, whatever. Uh, Rorschach. It's, like, Rorschach. Well, yeah. to me, this is, like, the, the Rorschach you should like. Yeah, yes. right. Like, this is the Rorschach that's not a racist asshole. But yeah. I did like what he said about uh, Don Johnson's character. Yeah. He's like, 
get it. He was like, he's, yeah. you think he was a racist? Like, he was a white man in Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> damn. That's how it is, though. And what was yeah. the other line where he's like, well, we have ourselves. It's it like, do you reckon that? And then she pulls out the KKK hood things like, well, I guess we have ourselves a reckoning. It's so good. And I was like, Damn. That seemed I, their relationship was also great. I just loved the trust that they had, and like but also with Red Panic. Oh yeah, is this? Did you eat the Red lettuce? Scare? Red Scare, yeah. Red Scare. I mean, it's the same thing. Did you eat this lettuce? It's communist scare. Did you eat this? That was a piece of evidence for an ongoing case. It was going bad. I, I also want to jump on just the first uh, scene after the Tulsa stuff um, in episode yeah. one. Um, like they really, really hearkened on this idea that they're going to subvert your expectations of what agenda this show has. Mm-hmm. And it's with the death of the first uh, officer that we see. And it's so intimidating. And like it reverses the uh, same iconi- iconography that we've gotten, like we've been getting recently of, of a black man getting pulled over by a white cop and how intimidating that is. It's reversed. And that a white man who's listening to some rap music is getting pulled over by a black cop and it's just as intimidating. Yeah. Um, so it's saying like, no matter what skin tone you are, being pulled over is scary. And then later on, like the liberal agenda of like, you know, police should have some kind of way to control their guns is also a setback um, because they're not like, even with high level of like, I saw Rorschach Mac, hey man, like you got to do it. Like technology doesn't work all the time. And so like that's a hindrance. So cops can't take exigent circumstances and do the things that they need to do. Exigent circumstances for everyone at home is when they have like, it's quote unquote probable cause. It allows them to go into places without shit. Um, so do things without, you know, without a warrant. warrant. Um, but then it goes back to like, well, he was a fucking like white supremacist anyways. And so it's like, that's what happens. Like you have blood on the streets no matter what agenda you have. And so it's like, it's such a good like, like, hey, on both arguments, they're both flawed. Like, and we need to just talk about the true issue of like, why are we still at it against each other? And like, also like the fact that the machine that they needed to use was powered by watch batteries. Yeah. Like, and again, the motif- Outlawed watch batteries. Of the motif of the entire show, like you always see the watch, you always, you always see the clock and the minister doomsday. And then the smiley face everywhere. It's like, holy shit, yeah. man. It's well, just a really well, well paced, well thought out, mapped fucking show. Like, oh, yeah. but also I'll say like, so Damon Lindelof also says like, hey, we don't know if the whole show is going to work, but for, by God, we know that everyone's going to love the works. scenes with, Jeremy Irons. Oh my oh, God! Yeah. Yes. I want to talk about that a little bit because every crook sh- Miss Crookshanks rubbed my leg, and uh, I was like, "Oh my!" Mr. When, Phillips, when he brings the new ones in before they can talk, and he brings them into the dining room, where he's like, "I had a rough night," and all the other clones are <laughs> Phillips and dead, are dead and stabbed, and they have to clean them up. And I think one of my favorite moments with him in the show, and I've said this like three or four times in front of Tom, is the. Uh, I just needed a worthy adversary. Was I? In the game, what? Yeah. A worthy adversary, sir? No. But you put on a hell of a show. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of my favorite lines. But then also, like, during his court trial, like, you expect him to say some beautiful, oh, yeah, like, yeah. monologue because yeah. it's Jeremy Irons. He just fucking rips one. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and like, that's where I'm like, the show has almost no rules, but it's definitely following a certain, like, agenda and yeah. a certain schedule. I'm like, that's so cool. Um, I'd say I think my favorite scene with Jeremy Irons, as fun as the Crookshanks and uh, um, what was his name? Uh, Mr. Phillips. Mr. Phillips scenes were, 
was the episode where Manhattan approaches him to uh, forget oh, who he is. Yeah. And he's doing the squid thing. And like he just walks up and he goes, John, good to see you. And he goes, how'd you know it was me? And he goes, well, only Dr. Manhattan would have the balls to walk around in his birthday suit. Like <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. And then them talking and him laughing and being like, you laugh now. Well, who is she? Like... Uh, I just their dynamic there of like two friend like two friends um, and the little bit where he's like, what what's happening right now? And he's like, you're telling me that you're going to kill me. And he goes, God, sorry about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just thought that was a wonderfully written scene and talking about the plan A and the plan B. And mm. uh, he's like, a, could a device exist? And being like, uh, yeah, because that's plan A. I already made it. <laughs> yeah, like, twenty years ago. <laughs> I uh, my favorite like scene with him would be the one with Ozymandias and um, Lady True mm. uh, when she comes to him. I just I just love watching the interchange because like when we get into like favorite characters specifically, this show is really, really, really hard because there are a lot of fascinating yeah. performances. And just from a performance Nuanced standpoint. performances. Yeah, and like Lady True, I'm just going to say it right now, I loved watching her. She like her first episode, episode four. Oh, yeah. and you, you like the three minutes with yeah with the kid, and she's like, "I won't give you legacy. Land is not legacy." And like it had such like a Smallville opening, and yeah. then a fucking crash happens. Like, what is that? That's mine. I was like, "Fuck yeah, man!" Yeah. So it so was that very scene like, with Jeremy I was like, Irons. Is that fucking Superman? Well, yeah. It felt like this is the female Lex Luthor. Yeah, and she's about to capture the Superman. I was like, "Who's her dad?" Shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love I loved watching that interchange just because they're both so smart. They're both kind of working each other in a sense. Um, yeah. And it's just it's it's just fascinating. The whole show is just so it's too really stupid. And then you have scenes like in episode eight and John going ham uh, and destroying the nine. racists. Yeah. And just like no, it's a isn't it episode? I thought eight was no, no. You're right. Yeah. At the beginning of episode nine yeah. is when he goes ham. Yeah. And just, just hands up, and I'm sorry. Oh God! Well, I watch the eggs. Yeah, I liked how uh, mind shout, the eggs. Yeah, I liked shout out to Kevin Smith, and he mentioned it where it was like the entire plot of the show was like we have to stop the racists from becoming super racist. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, kinda. which I thought was great. But yeah, I that's it. I really liked uh, a lot of uh, Yaya's like yeah. Doctor Manhattan, like just a a, a God walks into an A bar. Like oh, yeah. his, just his vocal quality and then his performance of just like, I'm talking to you right now. I'm like, I'm seeing this. And it's like, which is like really hard to do yeah. as an actor. I like, mean, the thing is like, we saw, seems easy. we saw Billy Crudup and we liked Billy Crudup as well. And there's actually a lot of like uh, contention between his performance, but I think, well, with there what? is. Yeah. Why? A lot of people think that Billy Crudup's performance is actually too patronizing and too cold and too distant. Where like this Cal actually has a little bit more of a warmth and a humorous. I love both yeah. for different reasons. Yeah, and to yeah. me like one is not better than the other for me. I think I I just like that this is a different one and like I loved it just as much. And also the that scene when they're picking his body. Yeah, and I was like, like and oh. his fucking big ass dick. Yeah, I'm gonna say like my like my god. <laughs> Look at like what Kevin Smith said. He was like, Yaya's dick made me feel like, do I even have, I have a dick? A dick? He's like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Like that was I thought I did. A baby's hand holding an apple, baby. <laughs> he was like, that was a baby's arm. <laughs> a baby's oh, whole arm. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I agree with you on that. I thought his his vocal quality to the, that he brought to the character was really fascinating. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the entire scene with God Walks Into A-Bar and the play on the words and the you know, reference to episode three where she's talking about God's walk into a bar and mm. like, uh, I mean, it's a little thing with the title sequences. 
mm-hmm. being oh, uh, the way. different each time. And then the Minutemen. They were really wonderful. Like, they were just, it was just, and they had to do with, they had to do with the, what was going to happen. Like, the I think the last one is a clicker or clacker. Um, and he's filming his, yeah. fi- his movie oh, to yeah. the president. And it's president just like. Redford. Start over. Here we go. Uh, oh, congratulations. Yeah. I will say I do like the way that Lady True was born or was yeah. con- conceived, which is like <laughs> in spite. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Veidt, aka Ozymandias, has never uh, slept sex. with a woman and never, uh, you know, sold himself for the fuck. But he keeps his sperm behind a poster of Alexander, Alexander the, the Great because he wants to be Alexander the Great. And then one of his fucking like worker ladies comes Two, in three, and just four, six. fucking takes the sample and then injects it into herself. And I'm like, <gasps> and she does. She says, "Fuck you, Adrian Veidt or Ozymandias? No, uh, Adrian, Adrian Veidt. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Veidt. Maybe Mr. Veidt. In, in this, it's he mainly is Adrian. Yeah. In this, like he's referenced as well because Ozymandias retired technically. Yeah. yeah. So and, yeah, I was uh, just like, I, oh. I want to go back to Yaya for a second because I I thought his subtle performance. Abdul Mateen. Uh, as um, uh, um, Cal, just as Cal. Well, yeah, because Cal, you sorry, you yeah, don't kidding. know. I mean, that's exactly that's why they exactly. did it. <laughs> but you don't know before you know he's Doctor Manhattan. There are so many because I went back and watched a bunch. There are so many fucking clues that should give you the idea that. Sh- yeah. But it's done in such a subtle he's way. Telling the kids it's about the writing the and the actually acting. a moment in early episodes that I was like, me, me. It's, no, it's that writing can't be. and acting. No. You have to have both. It can't just be the writing and it can't yeah. just be the acting. It is a beautiful marriage of the two. But the one that gave it away for me, and I think it's in the same episode, is when his daughter asks what happens when the you shirt. die. Oh. oh, yeah. And he was like, nothing. And he's like super honest. And I was like, Hold And on then a Angela's just like, what the hell? And then he's after like, that, I don't like lying. And after that, he's like, They're like, I want ice cream. Yeah. I love that. The kids were like, dope. There's cool. an existential conversation with a kid that you're literally like, and again, from social dogma, we are told that like you tell kids about heaven and hell or blah, blah, blah. You go back to blah, 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 blah. But he's like, nothing. You're like, there were things that happened to you that happened before you and things that happened after you. So you just return to nothingness. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And then he's like, I don't like to lie. And it's just like, those little things are are littered without, but like that go, again, goes back to Damon Lindelof's writing, which is in his writing room, which is just like, these are these beautifully subtle moments that don't need to be spoon-fed because they pay off eventually. Mm. And it warrants a rewatch. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Which is, is wonderful. It is like is watching like, something like Fight Club or The Sixth Sense where you're like, okay, now I need to go back. Yeah. And I need to, and it doesn't the, take away at all. And not even that. It's just, it's you mentioned earlier where it's like there are things that, like the horseshoe. There yeah. are things that are keys that, Unlock later. Mm-hmm. That they unlock locks later. That you're like, oh, that was from that. And then that. well, also there was like, that, well, like the squids. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, why are we dropping squids? Like, just to keep them on their toes and just remind them that it wasn't a hoax. Yeah. And, and remind like, them how close they came to yeah. destroying themselves. Can we uh, talk about the second coming of Don Johnson? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, perfect casting. Please, by the actually, way, actually educate yeah. me a little bit on that. I was not part of the early Renaissance of him. And then when I had heard, I that wasn't he was part on. of the early Renaissance, but my dad, shout out to Jolie, uh, and I were there for Nash Bridges okay. with Cheech Marin, yeah. and, uh, but, and so in Miami Vice, like it, he was very big in like the late seventies and eighties, and then I'm not saying that he disappeared, disappeared, but but he was found with eight billion dollars of bonds in his car in Germany, so yeah, maybe a little bit, yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit, but um, also like Django, but, I think was the start of his and and he was in Knives Out, and he was great in Knives yeah. Out, yeah. 
but it's like I think it's just this year like we've we've seen a return of Don Johnson and, and th- he's been fantastic it's been wonderful I to- I was really upset when he died me too because I was like I really liked his but character but then you find out why you find out why well, and you're like yeah. oh fuck well I mean that's the thing where it's like I oh, which was I really liked again I really enjoyed that moment when you see Angela after the white night and he's like I'm sorry I couldn't do anything and he says like Angela it's okay to cry and she's like I will but not right now mm-hmm. yeah. then I was like yeah, baby. But it's I, tough because he is a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's letting yeah. evil pass. Yeah. To keep peace. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in his a, mind, it's the necessary evil, mm-hmm. so to speak. And it, but it's, he's it's, also a KKK member. Yeah. Right? But they. Yeah. It's really because I mean, here's the thing. And it's, it's tough because it's, it's that borderline, and his closest friend is black, but yet he's KKK. And so it's like a weird like. I mean, that's. It's, I would say this. I, I I forget where I heard it's a it. complicated character. I forget where I heard it from, but I remember it. Where the anecdote was like, I remember what it was like to feel racism um, without it being angry. And it's like when people look at you and smile through their teeth, and you know that there's fear behind it. Yeah. And I think that is what this character kind of tiptoes, where it's like he has this duplicity as much as Angela does, um, and that's the life of what these cops. That war with himself. Yeah, and uh, I think that's the kind of cool thing where the show takes it to the nth degree, right? Yeah. Where it's like, who His wife can get fucked though. Yeah, fuck yeah, her. Well, well it's like <laughs> it makes me kind of to to be like on that note. Like this is just kind of like a general like what if or question. Like if he would have survived, would he been uh, such a dickhole? Yeah, as she was. Like I'm yeah, wondering like, if he would have been one of those like, or would he have had a conflict. a conflict or something? Because he I just seemed like such a cool guy. If I'm honest with you, from the way it was. I don't think there was any dishonesty in the fact that he did like Angela. Yeah. I do think he would have probably still let all the other people get killed. Yeah. And then maybe been like, you got to get out of here. Well, I think, well, he, you know what I mean? He would have been yeah. like, uh, not that I'm that. fucking defending him. Fuck he, him. I think he would have been <laughs> like, a, I think he would have been like Senator King. Yeah. He was like, I really didn't want you involved. Yeah. Maybe and that's it's like, like uh, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Uh, I like the, you look ridiculous in that. Well, I'm about to be an omnipotent. God, I'm not going to go waving my dick in everyone's face. <laughs> um, I did like it with the introduction of uh, uh, Laurel, Laurel Jaspecic, a.k.a. Laurel Blake. Yeah, when, oh, he, when yeah. he leans over her and he Mr. goes, Mr. Spe- yeah. yeah, and uh, like just her introduction of like, oh, I have a bird. His name is uh, Ar- Archie or Archimedes yeah. or something like that. But like the framing that they had was, I forget, is it a Warhol like? It's like a, it's like a pop art. Yeah, and so oh, you see, the, okay, yeah, like yeah. it's a two by two of Manhattan, uh, Night Owl, and uh, the comedian. And then she's and in then the she's in the frame next where to it. she would be. Yeah, her. And, and so you're like, oh, it's her. Yeah, and like it's it see, and that's sometimes the mise en scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. give me something without telling me because yeah. I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. And it's like, stop holding my hand. And it's like, I let, love that let me come to conclusions. Let me become a smarter viewer of, of, of and media. Treat me like I'm smart. That, that's yeah. the thing about this show is it's just there's uh, just so much thought. Everything's on purpose. you got to look around. Mm-hmm. you got to look at – you don't just look around. Like, look at the headlines. Mm-hmm. Look at the headlines on the newspapers that are yeah. around. Look at what people are reading. Look at all these things. And it's just like the amount of detail. And that's the thing where it's oh, like, yeah. to me, when people like praise films that don't do stuff like that, it's like, well, you're praising laziness. You're praising the fact that, oh, under budget constraints, they couldn't like fill but things I in. I don't, I honestly, I'm just going to say, I don't think that it's, it's, it's a style too, where it's like, 
I also grew up on something like Naked Gun. Mm-hmm. Naked Gun is a satire kind of, and Mel Brooks kind of comedy. First Sometimes of all, the funny. I love the Naked Gun because yeah. uh, Leslie Nielsen is, is the yeah, greatest amazing. comedian of all time. But the, the thing about like Mel Brooks or those satirical comedies is that it's not always what you're watching that is the funny part of the scene. Sometimes it's what's going on behind the yes. the, yeah. the actors, and, and so this is it's like not only what you're watching on the screen is important. Look around. And yeah. that's there's clues. And like yeah. you have to me, that's the like when you're using film as a medium at, in its fullest potential, because you're not just being like, here's a character, say a line. Here's Everything a in the frame is important. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's like if it's not invoking an emotion that's actually giving you information about the character or as well about the plot, like the first shot with Don Johnson and Angela having dinner, it's over it's yeah. it's overhead and it's through this chandelier that's shaped like a clock. So it always feels like time is weighing on them. And so it's like God, come on! Like you, it's like I, I like, and <laughs> that's what I'm saying with, with like a, with when you do pilots and TV pilots, you have to throw everything you fucking can at them. And so, like the first episode, they talk about where Doctor Manhattan is. He's still on Mars. They talk about like what happened. They show the squids. They show all these. They show everything they could fuck. Like so much dick, and you realize, my God, they have so much more dick. I didn't realize it. Uh-huh. Um. Oh man, that I, uh, this is so wrong. Never mind. I thought that was in the pilot, but I'm totally wrong. Keep no, going. but like yeah, and so like a pi- like. This is, I think, one of the most effective pilots I've ever seen. They also seen. didn't have a single weak character. Like, as far as, like, I mean, they had physically or mentally weak characters. Well, I mean, like, Petey had, like, is the quote-unquote weakest, but even then he oh, was really fun. And God, he had it, a lot to him. That like, moment of, like, don't treat me like a fan. Yeah. He's like, I'm a historian I'm before I was, I was a PhD. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, you, da- you, were, You're, you were dating the most powerful being of all human existence. Yeah, I just loved, he goes, don't, don't mistake my knowledge for fandom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then she said to them. <laughs> well, also that big ass metal blue dildo. I was like, my God. Yeah. Are you do you feel your innards? Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. And I, I love the um so the the elephant in the room. The actual elephant oh, yeah. in the room. Uh, yeah. And like An so the only way me. to kind of um cure or uh, treat because uh, elephants uh, overduce, never forget. It's they have a lot more um synapses. Mm-hmm. And she took so much nostalgia. You're yeah. And they said that the time. only way that that this can be treated is that it has to have a living host. Yeah. And so it's it's just so interesting to see that she thinks that she's going to her grandfather. Yeah. Well, but it's an elephant. Yeah. And there's it's the only so way. many clues before it too. Yeah. Oh my god. So like uh, even in the first episode, I believe her hourglass has elephants on it, does it not? And there's a book or there's a video does that it? has an elephant. Now I'm like, did I put that in my brain? I'll look it up, Tom. You say your thoughts. Okay. Well, I mean, and to me, again, that's a extraordinary, extraordinary person, human being episode. I think it's the one after. after? Okay. Because well, it's after the trip. Okay. Well, I mean, and that's the thing where it's like the entire time there's the mystery of who is Will Reeves. And I, yeah. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, he, now, you, you now Hooded Justice is probably with yeah, this in mind. it's covered my, in elephants. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Will Reeves, uh, Hooded Justice is probably one of my favorite superheroes. Look at her... Um, Look at her logo. It's an elephant. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, so true? So many true. hints. Well, I mean, also in, in Asia, the elephant is like, it's like our bald eagle. You know okay. Um, I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, you're good. I'm rude. Um, but I just, I don't know. We can't We can't spend the entire night uh, and, and morning we gotta talking go to about qualms. this. We got to so, go to qualms. Uh, no, we got to go to favorite characters. I know. Uh, but I'm just saying we got to right. move the show along. So you want to get into that? I mean, sure. we know mine. Okay. So favorite character for you is looking last second is um, Angela Abar. A- 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 I, I'm. I just I'm, think she's so fucking cool. Yeah. And like I've I've always loved Regina King. I'm a huge fan of Boondocks. 
uh, we talked about Friday. I this month. I was I was actually going to say like I think um, with Angela Abar and uh, Sister Knight, Lily, they brought back the cool suit up with leather. Yeah, like <laughs> Schumacher yeah. kind of oh, killed finding it. Finding out why she's Lady Knight. Oh yeah, or yeah. Her, you know her her Sister outfit, Knight. Sister, Sister Knight. Knight. Uh, oh, so good. She never watched the movie. No, but it saved yeah. her life. Um, Josh, I I mean, I started making this list of like. And that's the that's the problem. It became a list <laughs> <laughs> because again, like I said earlier, it's this show. Like, despite the character flaws of like who these characters are, that they're it was humans. just watching all of the actors and their performances. I mean, true. I loved watching mm. uh, Jeremy Irons. So I much loved fun watching. Uh, He's my honorable mention. Yeah, it's definitely LG and and uh, Angela Abar, but like. Ozymandias, fucking A. Every gonna, scene he was in, I was smiling. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna off. say I'm gonna say Lady True and then ah. Angela. Uh, it's just because I was just fascinated Your dark side watching. Is showing. I guess so. Oh no. It's just there's all the characters. I'm like, oh, but I like and, and then I like Cal. But you know, and then uh, I, liked, I also gotta give a shout out to Hooded um, Justice. Yeah, yeah, Will Reeves. Will Reeves is probably the most fascinating character in the entire show. I loved oh god. I'm gonna change my answer. Yeah, do it. I Look, think it's I think it's Looking Will Glass Reeves. and Will Reeves. I love Angela Abar. That's my honorable mention instead. I'm very sad what happened to him, but he could have done more. I, oh, dude, how many times I mentioned that line in the last two days? He could have. Uh, that I just I totally slept on Will Reeves right now. Like that's LG and him. How dare you? LG and him all day, all day, all day, all day. You can't take it back. Nope, I did. <laughs> I, it's my show. Uh, I was gonna say so wow. for, for me, Angela can't be on the list because to me she is the show. Right. Oh yeah. So for me. But then, Regina so if I, in in that rule, because I'm going to break the rule now, uh, I'm going to say so it's Angela Abar, and then oh, dare it's you. Will Reeves, and then Doctor Manhattan. Okay, because okay. Uh, I literally got I changed my fucking wallpaper to be uh, Doctor Manhattan. I'm tra- trying to do it now. Uh, God damn it! You have so many notifications. So many notifications. Tom. Anyways, but like I, it's like I one thing that the true tragedy of Doctor Manhattan is the fact that. People think that he's so powerful that he could be doing something. And whether you sit on one side or not, and I think that's where Will Reeves is, is that they don't truly understand who he could is. And that's the thing where it's like he's omniscient to his own timeline. Yeah. Like he's constantly living his own life. Um, but when he chose to get connected back into humanity, it's through love. And he knew and it would lead to his death. And he knew it would lead to his death, uh, chicken under the egg. Um, but also the fact that his last moment when he he would he would die, he says to Angela, like, I just didn't want to be alone. And then she said, Where are she, you? Where right are now? you? And then he's seeing every moment that he's with her. So he chose that his last moment would be a cycle of him meeting and falling in love with Angela. And I was like, I I saw that, I was like, Go fuck yourself. No yeah. other love story is gonna be that good. I was now. like, Cool, I should just go home, I should get a divorce because nothing's ever gonna I was like <laughs> We should just give up, Josh. I know. Like, that's yeah. it. She's like, where, where are you? He's like, I'm, I'm a with terrible you. husband. I know. Only with you. And I'm just like... and Every to, moment I've ever spent, spent with, with you. you. And that's a sad thing, too, because you also see Laurel, who's like, uh, you know, who's its ex, who still has the hots for this guy, and how she even tries to contact him and connect with him, and that's not enough for him to connect back with the reality and humanity. It's through Angela mm-hmm. and his love with Angela. And I'm just like, that... Is so good, <laughs> so like oh, oh, I'm not crying. You are oh, like yeah. uh, again. Like I just, I just couldn't. I could not believe that they were able to tie in a meet cute at the eighth episode, <laughs> and then all of a sudden at you the just 
Yeah. At the did. ninth yeah. episode, they did were he? like, yeah, they were like, they did. Also, it. we're gonna end off this very sad thing with probably one of the most like heartwarming <clears throat> and tragic things. Um, but also at the very end, she totally has his powers. Yeah. Oh, is that what you think? Oh, for sure. In my yeah. head, canon. Because we'll the thing- get there. We're gonna get. I oh. want to talk a little bit about the future. Okay. Oh, okay. we're gonna oh, speculate. Yeah. All right, yes, Just a tiny. Yeah. Uh, right. tiny, okay. tiny so bit. now qualms. Uh, Tom, I want me to go first. Um, so my biggest qualm is uh, HBO might do a season two. Okay, but no real qualms. <laughs> no in the show. qualms at all. Tom uh, is good. Josh, you? I have. I do. I have no qualms. I do have a qualm, uh, and it doesn't take away from the show very much. But Doctor Manhattan's design, I wasn't stoked on it. It was a little. It left some to be desired. It wasn't be, the Billy Crudup uh doesn't even treatment. have to be that, but it just felt very like, that's a naked guy painted blue. And to me, <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? <laughs> that's a naked man. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I that mean? That man is naked it, and he's there blue. There was nothing like... Ethereal. Ethereal about it, which I've always gotten from the comic. Um, and uh, I think I just missed that, especially when he like he goes to Europa and shows them, and it's just like, that's a naked guy who's painted blue. Oh, again, painted blue. again, the Billy Crudup treatment was pro- fucking phenomenal. It was. Like, his design in that movie probably spoiled that for me. I would say this, too. I wait, think... because t- I want to make... Because I'm having a brain fart. Yeah. So, in the show, he's not... He's not glowing, is he? He's uh, glowing. He, he is. is. Like, a tiny bit. But it's it's very just, like, let's Adobe Photoshop some glow around him. Oh, okay. Let's gosh and blur him. Right. And- yeah. <laughs> Which is, like... Great, which is like a that's yeah. how I would do it. Uh, but I, maybe that's my issue is it's an HBO show and it's like that's how I would do it. Okay, no, 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 I get it. He's only glowing sometimes. He's only sometimes glowing. I he's actually that powers. was the only time I was really like looks dope there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I would that. say this. My- and it's more so. It's not even when it's yeah, yeah. It's like when he's on Europa and it's the behind and it's just like that's the naked butt with a blue paint on it. No, I, I, I can, I get that. It's just I, I would, a really to me. I would say blue. what they were. And this is like a very low hanging fruit thing. Uh, How dare you? I mean, there was a huge hanging fruit. Um, yeah. But uh, it was more like, hey, man, we don't need to CGI his body because it's fucking ripped as shit. Because also, that man is a lot of man. Well, like, And I was saying, I had a little boner. Tom, little, when you it's, had a man crush. Because before, it's not Yaya. When, it's on your, when he's on Europa, it's oh. like the back of someone else. Yeah. And I didn't even have an issue with that because that I understood. They built story into that. Why do you still look like Cal? He's like, well, I'm still kind of trying to remember who I was. So he's stuck in that form. For me, it was like, I guess just lackluster. And it's not even that, like, it doesn't really take away from my experience at all. Oh, yeah. To be honest. I, if I'm if I'm real, I, I, I can say there were a couple of times where I was like, that's a blue man. Yeah. He's just like. If you look, if you watch the episode where he, where he brings Crookshanks and uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Phillips. Mr. Phillips to Europa, that was the one where I was like, nah. I, I didn't sell it for me as an all-powerful being. But, uh, again, didn't take away from it very very much. You didn't like that he looked like the Blue Man group. Yeah, it looked like Tobias. Like, Tobias. Blue, I was blue, like, blue, Tobias Fionke is doing great these days. I blew myself. <laughs> uh, he has gone that's far. It. That's my only qualm with the show. Okay. okay. Uh, All right. So now we rate it. We rate. So, uh, Corey, you're first. Uh, am I? Five. <laughs> five. <laughs> so, rating five. Okay. It's 100% a five. Like, this is, again, this and Peaky Blinders are my bar for TV shows from now on. Good luck, Mandalorian. 
so next uh, is uh, Tom. <gasps> J- uh, Tom. Uh, five. Bon- the Bonnie rule. <laughs> fucking six. But no, five. It's nice. a five. Like if I can give it more points, I fucking would. You can't. I fucking would. Well, you can't. Josh. Uh, Josh. Uh, five. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so we're no grump, baby. <laughs> uh, how dare right you rated a five? <laughs> you oh, grump. We're all grumps. grumps. Are we all grumps? I guess we're we're, we're can, a community grump. Can we do a? We should ask Ollie to make a mock up of who guesses the grump, like who watches the Watchmen. Oh dang! Who guesses the grump? Um. So, so I just I I am curious because I your okay, qualm so, yes, like yes. your your thing is like uh, we've all read the it's headlines. Qualm, we've all read the the things. So that, so so for everyone that's listening who doesn't know. Um, Damon Lindelof has said, like, hey, like, that's the only story I have. If I did H- what I did. If HBO wants to do more, it may not be with me. If they want to wait, then I have to find a new story to tell. But I think that's all the story I have. Um, but then they were very, very uh, purposeful that the end of uh, episode nine, they said season finale, not series finale. Yeah. And so, like, there is this ideology that I think that HBO might do it without him because it's it did so well. It's literally, it was like the sleeper hit. It was like the word of mouth success. Um, but I, I honestly think again, HBO has just been so good. Like when Damon Lindelof, not Damon Lindelof, but when, uh, DB Weiss and David Benioff said no more Game of Thrones, HBO didn't say, fuck you. We're making a lot of money and there's books to be made. They just ended the show. Right. So it's like, I think in that they may respect, they might respect it because like it took them this long to get this something. Now, what if it were a, let's follow a different character. Let's do a looking glass spinoff. Let's do a. What I was going to say is I, I think because uh, HBO has been kind of prone to this of uh, late years of where they're doing it's a new season, but now there's a new True kind detective. of creative team, so to speak, where it's like, okay, now it's this. We now it's explain, a different... Explore the same world, different characters. Yeah. But like, I don't see how that could be really done well. I mean, the thing is like, what was the important thing about this show? Was it that we fell in love with the characters or that the plot so intricately added on top of what Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons did, right? And so like, if they want to do the second or the latter, then they do what you're talking about where you have new characters. But if they want to do- Did they follow Captain Metropolis? But the thing is like, Damon Lindelof's code of arms was like, we're never going to touch the original characters in during that timeline. We're going to only add on to them of what they've done. Expand the world. And so like, yeah, maybe it is. They talk about the original Minutemen. Maybe they do Moloch. And like, yeah. they talk about him. And yeah. they, they, or maybe they talk about, you know, the original people. So it, it could be interesting. I and- would love that. Actually, not, maybe not, I mean, not as the show itself, but I would love to see stories of the original Minutemen versus uh, Moloch. Yeah, I mean that that could be cool because it's not explored. Yeah, except yeah. for who was there. Yeah, yeah. So oh. it, it, I'm interested to see how it goes because I mean we we know Hollywood. We've seen it I, where I, it's like, no, this isn't happening. Hey, guess I do. Guess wanna, I do want to speak to um, a criticism. I think I've heard of the show is that like, oh, I'm so mad they didn't show if she got the powers or not. Then I was like, I think that's the point of the show. Mm-hmm. Is that like, is it the chicken or is it the egg? And do things create each other? The or ending were, or the beginning? Were we the, were we doomed to see this? Were we not doomed to see yeah, it? So it, both. it gives you, it begs for you to ask yourself these assumptions of like. Like, how far do we excuse the, uh, you know, actions of, you know, extremist groups? How how much do we let the police have these things? How often do we re- rewrite our past and histories? And how often do we, you know, Will Reeves did kill the fucking sheriff. So do we excuse that for at what cost? Yeah. Versus like, who do we who do we give the almighty power to? Someone who's a little complacent? Someone who's like a radicalist? Or someone who wants to be literally a new god? Um, so... This show at the very end, it's like, like what, like what do you want for Angela's character? Do you think she 
would do well with these powers. I mean, obviously we saw that she, if she is taking the power, she's willing to have it. Yeah. But what would she do? It. What kind of burden would she have? And the thing what is, about like, her kids. Yeah. And also the thing is, like, she has to then carry the burden of like always knowing what's going to happen to herself. She is oh, doomed to start relationships yeah. that will she knows are going to end. She's doomed to see her parent, her kids die. Yeah. Because that's why it, it, it yeah. hurts. I mean, kind of going back. Uh, that's why it it is painful to watch. Um, like Cal in those moments mm-hmm. when he's realizing, and like we talked about it in the Watchmen episode, where. He is a tra- he is a tragic character because he can see so much. Yeah, and it, the way he is experiencing life, it's like, I mean, imagine that. Yeah, I mean, it's like seeing moments that are so sad in your future that well, it's like literally seeing ants in an ant hill walking towards fire, and it's kind of like I don't have any connection with these people, and why should I care? And this is my only world that I have, so yeah. it's like it, this has no bearing on me. So it's like it's very easy to find why. He dis- is disconnected from humanity, but also the sad fact of like, even if I try to connect with it, I know it's going to end. Yeah, because I, I mean, and that's the whole crux of the comic book, where it's like he find he he finds that he can't even stimulate a woman. Yeah, and so yeah. Well, well I mean, holy we could balls. we could sit here for hours and hours and hours discussing this show. Who talks um, the Watchmen? We talk. And you know what? It does not have to stop here. Reach out to us on social media if you saw. If you I'm not wa- wearing hockey, bitch. Had to get it in. Had to get- if you are watching or watching The Watchmen, uh, please reach out to us. Let us know what you thought, what your rating was, um, all that good stuff. If you're new to Nerd On and you found us, just found us, please check out our Feel website. Welcome and bienvenue. Welcome. Hey. And, uh, and give us a rating. Tell yeah. us what you think. Stop by, rate, and review us. That kind of stuff does help. Be the, part. The, the higher up see that stuff. Yeah. Be part of the conversation. Uh, <laughs> comments. Yeah. Uh, and if you're watching it, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. We, we love to c- continue to endorse the conversation of what the show and the mediums do to us, as well as what everyone else and what you took away from it. Yeah. That's what all this is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love getting our nerd on that's it that's it plain and simple there we are but you know the drill as always nerd on ending broadcast